welcome to Crossview Radio, weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. So I'd like to talk today uh, a little bit about a topic that many of us find uh, uncomfortable to, uh, to talk about, and yet it is a topic which we must talk about. Uh, perhaps more often than we would like. I'd like to talk to you today uh, about pornography and uh, in the gospel. And I want to start this conversation perhaps in a way that may be different than, than most, um, most, most of the time that this conversation has started. And I want to start it on a, on a positive note because we talk so much in our Christian culture about sexual perversions that we sometimes mistake the good thing for the bad thing. And, and what I mean uh, is this. Sex is a good gift given to us by a good God, and it should be celebrated. The more clearly we see the good gift, the more quickly we can, disp- we can spot the distortion. When God created mankind, he told us to be fruitful and multiply, which, of course, requires sex. God could have made human reproduction a boring task, but he embedded it with an excitement and a joy that was intended to be a blessing to us. For that, we ought to read 1 Timothy 4, verses 4 to 5, where we see, For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God in prayer. The sexual relationship is good. We have to start there. We have to have that firmly established. Otherwise, we could be uh, fooled into thinking that the actual thing is bad. The actual thing is good. Uh, in fact, Christianity, interestingly enough, enhances the joy that we can receive from marital intimacy by showing us what God intends by it. And when we keep it in God's intended boundaries, it can be a source of, of great blessing to us. But as one person has said before, uh, a fire in a fireplace will produce warmth for a household, but if that fire gets out of the fireplace, it will burn the whole house down. And that is no less true with human sexuality. Uh, pornography is when you take something wonderful and good and you allow it to break outside of God's intended use. Pornography is allowing the fire to get out of the fireplace, and it burns the house down. So I want <clears throat> to kind of get started today with ha- having that foundation, uh, transitioning now to uh, some of the more negative side of, uh, of this issue. And I want to read a few statistics. Um, these stats I got uh, off of uh, Tim Challey's blog, so um, you can go ahead and Google that uh, and um, find uh, find these same stats that I'm just gonna read. So there's a f- there's a few of them here where I'm just gonna read the sentences that he has. A couple I'll paraphrase, but that, this is where I'm getting the stats from. <clears throat> so the first one here, uh, he notes in 2016, people watched 4.6 billion hours of pornography at just one website. Uh, which is the biggest porn site in the world. Uh, That's 524,000 years of porn, or uh, around 17,000 complete lifetimes. Uh, In that same time, people watched 92 billion videos, or an average of 12 and a half videos for every person on earth. 
Um, and he makes a point here, Challies does, it is, this is just stats from one website. It's impossible to tabulate um, really how far this uh, issue has, uh, has reached, how widespread it is. Uh, this is a big issue. Everyone is affected by it. Uh, and I will say this, even in your squeaky clean churches and your squeaky clean people, you have got this issue. We have all got this in all of our churches. We are all affected by pornography in some way or another. And the, and the other thing, too, is it is so much more accessible uh, today than it used to be. Um, even a few years ago, uh, when it was on the computer, you at least had to find a computer and sit down. And now you've got a phone, and we can access it anywhere. All right, next stat here is uh, at age 11, the average child has already been exposed to explicit pornographic content through the internet. 93% uh, of boys and 62% of girls are exposed to internet-based pornography during their adolescent years. Uh, And 22% of the vast quantities of porn are consumed by people aged under 18. And it is consumed by those aged less than 10. So not only do we need to wake up and realize that our squeaky clean churches have this issue, we've got to wake up and realize that our children, less than 10 years old, are already beginning to consume these things. So uh, parents, um, be careful uh, about your kids having cell phones and tablets and all those things. If they do, they need to be heavily, heavily monitored. Uh, Next one here. 70% of teens uh, and young adults define porn by its function, not its form. Pornography is not defined first as nudity or even presentations of sexuality, but anything intended to bring about sexual arousal. Um, So the point that he makes here is, if you're trying to follow the the importance of that stat, um, young adults are not considering something to be pornographic unless they're specifically intended to cause arousal. So he says um, sexual content in movies or television, uh, especially that content that's considered important to the narrative of the story, uh, that's not being considered as pornographic material. And so we've got to be careful. Netflix, Amazon Prime, what is it that our kids are having access to? Um that uh, they're not even considering um, as as being uh, pornographic in nature. All right, next one here. Fifty-seven uh, percent of young adults admit to seeking out porn at least once per month. Forty-six percent of men uh, admit to the same. Next one. Ninety-six uh, percent of young adults are either encouraging, accepting, or neutral in their view towards pornography. So most people are approving or don't even care um, uh, about it. 61%, next stat here uh, of pornography, 61% is watched on a mobile phone. So again, we talked about that a moment ago. Um, Kids are accessing porn through your very own Wi-Fi hotspot in your house and uh, and, and adults as well, 61% on a phone. Um. Actually, it uh, goes on to say here, in the United States, that's as high as 70%. So it is a little higher here in the U.S. Um, next stat, uh, 33% of women age 25 and under go searching for porn at least once per month. Uh, 
50% of women in that age group have gone looking for it at least one time in the past. Now, so 56% of women 25 and under have gone at least one time looking for porn. If you take that same, uh, if, if you take t- 25 years and older, the, the number is 27%. So in other words, girls at younger ages now are doing more and more uh, searching for pornography. Uh, this is something that we have thought is exclusively a male thing, but it actually is becoming much more of a characteristic of young women as well. And so men, women, they all uh, are struggling with this same uh, issue. Uh, Next one here is 62% of teens and young adults have received a sexually explicit uh, image. Meanwhile, 41% have sent one, usually to their boyfriend or girlfriend. So uh, this is something we've heard of a lot uh, recently in the past, uh, which is uh, sexting. And actually, this also is linked to suicide. I did read one article today where a, uh, a young girl did this. She sent uh, an image to her boyfriend, and of course, her boyfriend um, sent the image around the entire school, and uh, the pressure that she received was too much, so she killed herself. I think she hung herself in a room, and there's other stories of the same thing uh, happening with that. Um, next stat here. of young adults watch pornography uh, to get tips or ideas they can apply to their own sexual relationships. And then uh, last stat is 80% 80 of porn users feel no sense of guilt when using porn. Um, And that, of course, we know is normal, that a Christian worldview can tell us that. the more that you engage in sin, the more that your conscience is weakened and is seared and hardened, and eventually there's no guilt that uh, that goes along with that any any longer. Um, you can't go... These, these stats ought, ought to cause us to stop and weep for a moment. Um, our culture... We, we have somehow managed to deceive ourselves in thinking we don't have a problem. We have a major problem. Our country has a major problem. Our world has a major problem. The invention of the smartphone did not create this problem, but it has put fuel on the fire. And let, let me just tell us right now, if, if we have got to get rid of a phone, we have got, we've got to get rid of a phone. This, this is... Are we really gonna? Are we really? Is that really our value system? Our value system is it's worth having the phone, uh, so that I, so I can have it for whatever I want, knowing that I'm going to engage in in looking at these things. If we need to to evaluate, um, we've got to decide what's got to go. You can't go anywhere in our culture today where something is not sold with sex. It's the advertising agency's best friend, um, but it would not be effective if it were not for one human trait that makes it effective, and that's lust. Lust is the engine in the human heart that causes us to go out in search of pornography, and it's precisely this sin that Jesus confronts in Matthew chapter 5, verse 28, 
where he says, I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so Jesus identifies the sin uh, not as the external act only, but as the internal motivation of the heart. And of course, all this does is heightens our guilt before a thrice holy God. And it clarifies for us that pornography really is a sin because it's something that we engage in in our minds, in the in our hearts, uh, and so that actually puts um, our, our thought life, whether we have something explicit in front of us or not, it puts that all uh, as as judgeable by God. Um, what we're doing is lusting after something we cannot have. It, it devalues the people that you look at. Pornography is inherently selfish, uh, whereas God intended sex to be joyously shared between a husband and wife, pornography trivializes sex into a commodity that can be bought, sold, and individually packaged. Uh, instead of viewing uh, that the man or the woman in that image uh, that you're looking at as an image bearer of God, it views them as an object which either blocks or permits the fulfillment of my desire. Uh, pornography is nothing more than commercialized sexual exploitation. Uh, and here's a side note, actually, by the way, of how pornography devalues people. Our society really despises human trafficking right now, as as we should. Um, but par- pornography is partly responsible for fueling the human trafficking industry. Uh, some of the images that you will scroll past on your phone as you are looking at pornography are people who have been forced into having their their pictures taken. Um, they've been exploited. They have been uh, um, forced to do that. And by the way, every time that you click on something, you are giving that in the internet world is a vote. And, and that vote, when you click on a link, you are making a vote that says, please give me more things like this thing. And so when you click on something pornographic, you are sending a vote out to the people who put that content up online to say, please give me more of this. I'm supporting what you're doing. And that in turn is something that fuels the, uh, the human trafficking uh, industry. Um, but knowing this is not going to stop your porn addiction. Some of you listening to this podcast today may not have known that there was a link between pornography and the trafficking industry, and you can read articles, by the way, that will um, make that that connection uh, clear. But that's not going to stop you from scrolling through your phone tonight in the privacy of your bedroom. Why? Because as I've said, I've said enough times uh, that we should all know it by now. Uh, As Lewis says, desire is stronger than reason. Pornography is a worship disorder. We don't respond to reason because we have hearts consumed with doing whatever it takes to satisfy themselves. Uh, We need to replace the worship of our desires, including pornography, with the worship of Christ. I want us to listen to the advice of J.C. Ryle, who says this, uh, quote, Let me counsel every true servant of Christ to examine his own heart frequently and carefully as to his state before God. This is a practice which is useful at all times. It is specially desirable at the present day. When the great plague of London was at its height, people remarked or noticed uh, the least symptoms that appeared on their bodies in a way that they never remarked them before. 
a spot here or a spot there, which in time of health men thought nothing of, received close attention when the plague was decimating families and striking down one after another. So ought it be with ourselves in the times in which we live. We ought to watch our hearts with double watchfulness. We ought to give more time to meditation, self-examination, and reflection. It is a hurrying, bustling age. If we would be kept from failing, or if we've kept from falling, we must make time for being frequently alone with God, end quote. Uh, that was written in 1881, and if that advice was needed then, uh, it's needed even more now. There is hope for the person who's addicted to pornography, and it's found in the gospel, and we'll talk a little bit more uh, on that next time. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at Crossview.